Hi, welcome to you, me, and CV. I'm Mike. I'm Gia. And today we're going to be talking about the very first episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Keeping Up with the Kardashians is a reality TV series created by Ryan Seacrest. Season 1 premiered on E! on October 14th, 2007, and the show just completed its 16th season. It's streaming on Hulu, and the title of the first episode is I'm Watching You. Ooh. Ooh. All right, hey, let's start it off with that Hulu description. So here we go. This is the Hulu description for the series. Keeping up with the Kardashians takes viewers inside the hectic lives of Hollywood's modern-day Brady Bunch. Can two famous clans come together as one united front? Or will their individual lust for the limelight end up fracturing the family? Hmm. Oh, man. Whoa. Well, hey, this is different than what we usually talk about on this podcast. Yeah, it's our first reality show. Yeah, if you're new to the podcast, we talk about first episodes of TV shows, but usually it's like sitcoms or, Mm -hmm. you know, hour-long dramas and things like that. But Keeping Up with the Kardashians is a reality show that kind of has like a sitcom-like structure, at least in the first couple seasons. Yeah. So if, if you haven't been keeping up, Uh, You might not know that, Um, or if you've only seen the show um, in the more recent seasons, or if you feel like you don't care about the Kardashians at all. I don't understand that, but I know a lot of people feel that way. Um, It's actually a fun show to watch. Yeah. At least the first few seasons were. Yeah, so I think that, you know, this is a TV podcast where we, you know, talk about TV shows, but we talk about each other, we talk about Mm us, but, you know, we're going to look at this. You, you're a fan of the show. You love the show. I am. Yes. I've seen a lot of the show, but we're going to mm-hmm. look at it as as a TV show, which is, mm-hmm. you know, what it is, not just a reality series about a show, a, you know, family we may or uh-huh. may not care about. Uh, but yeah. So, hey, let's talk about that Hulu description there. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. It references the Brady Bunch in there. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's got two families coming together. You got the the Kardashians and the Jenners. Yeah, Although there's... it's really like playing up that blended family angle in that Hulu description. But I feel like the show doesn't really bring up the fact that it's a blended family all that often. Well, they like, leave out a lot of Bruce's kids, don't they? They sure do, yeah. yeah. Well, Kate, Caitlin. So let's get into the who these two families are yeah. real quick. Um, so the two families are the Kardashians and the Jenners. So the Kardashians, um, if you don't know how these people got famous in the first place, um, the family kind of rose to prominence in the early 90s. That's when they got into the public eye because um, the patriarch of the family, Robert Kardashian Sr., was one of O.J. Simpson's defense attorneys. He was also a friend of O.J.'s um, during O.J.'s murder trial. Yeah, and if you've ever watched The People vs. O.J. Simpson American Crime Story, um, that's played by David Schwimmer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, And that show is essentially a um, prequel to Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Right. <laughs> right. Is, is David Schwimmer playing an Armenian in that show? Yes, he is. Okay problematic casting maybe a little bit i don't know he did a good job i mean is he 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 might be a little ethnic i'm not sure sure. i'm a little ethnic but it would be weird for me to play an armenian but i think i i don't know you know what speaking of (laughs) i think like 10 years ago it might have flown but maybe not so much today (laughs) anyway so well yeah so let's just kind of speaking of that you were we were mentioning i mentioned caitlin jenner earlier speaking Mm -hmm. of Things that, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing or anything. Right. Um, so, Caitlyn Jenner, you want to explain that? I mean, yeah. we know who Caitlyn Jenner is. I'm assuming we all know who Caitlyn Jenner is, but just the the way we would, you know, uh, address her or 
talk about her. Yeah. So Caitlyn Jenner um, is a transgender woman. Um, so throughout the podcast, we will be referring to her as Caitlyn and using female pronouns. Um, but for the sake of clarity, um, we just wanted to point out that when the pilot episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians uh, was filmed, that was several years uh, prior to Caitlyn coming out as a transgender woman. Um, so she was going by uh, Bruce Jenner at the time and presenting as male. Yeah. So just uh, so you understand uh, what's going on on screen. There we go. Yeah. So we'll say Caitlyn from here on out. Yeah. So um, so that's the Jenner side of the family. But let's get back to the Kardashians. Right. So, yeah. So Robert Kardashian Sr. Um, was the ad- attorney in the OJ trial. And that's how how he and his family kind of got into the public eye. Um, now, he's not actually in Keeping Up with the Kardashians because he passed away in 2003. But his wife, Chris um, Kardashian, later Chris Jenner, um, kind of became like a socialite. And so did her uh, children, especially her daughter, Kim, Kim Kardashian, who um, before she got super famous, before the events of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, she was like a celebrity stylist. Um, and in like a wardrobe consultant, and she would also be kind of hanging out with people like Paris Hilton, yeah, because that's Lindsay who she Lohan. was a, like a stylist for. Okay, yeah, for yeah. The, the two of them, and also Brandy. Um, oh, okay, because so notably, um, Kim also was kind of famous for um, a sex tape that was leaked um, with Brandy's brother. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ray but, J. Yeah. Ray J. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so those are all the things that uh, this family was kind of known for before keeping up with the Kardashians. And that's, no. you know, I, I, we were kind of talking like people may or may not care about this family. So mm-hmm. when this show came out, I remember it was like, well, for one, I didn't watch it when it came out. I didn't even mm-hmm. know about it when it came out. It was like, because this came out right around the time we started dating. Yeah. So it was a little bit later when I was like more just kind of hanging out at your place watching TV and mm-hmm. you would throw this on. And I was like, I don't know, who are these people? What is this show? <laughs> yeah, it's people who are famous for being famous, essentially. Is, yeah. yeah. But, and that's but what the criticized for. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But that's like, there were a lot of shows at the time that were kind of like, I mean, even Paris Hilton. Was, yeah. She's part of the Hilton family, like the hotels and right, everything. But right. like, but she had she this was, simple life. Yeah. That show, and, and she was all over everything. I remember mm-hmm. like wondering like, who is this? I, like, I was in high school. Yeah. I didn't know who it was. Yeah. She was like dating the singer from Sum 41, which yeah. is a band was I was just, into. Like, and I was suddenly like, suddenly they're on TV. And yeah. so I guess you're supposed to care about them. Right. So it's like this whole, you know, 2007, this whole culture of celebrities that are just, you know, people. This is before Instagram and all that, where yeah. you had just like regular people that, not regular people, but, you know, people that weren't actors or whatever mm-hmm. becoming famous. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So that we covered the Kardashian side of the family, um, and th- so there's um, Robert Kardashian who'd passed away, then um, his wife Chris, um, and their kids, Courtney is the oldest, then Kim, then Chloe, and then Robert Jr. Um, and then so Chris had gone on to marry um, Caitlyn Jenner who was also famous as a, an Olympian, um, like an Olympic champion. Right, yeah. I never heard of her, but our parents knew. Yes, they all knew. I, I figured it was probably like a Michael Phelps kind of situation. Yeah, where yeah. like everybody knows who Michael Phelps is, but like 10 years from now, our kid's going to know who Michael Phelps yeah. is. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. I mean, maybe. I don't know. But he was like a, he competed in the decathlon, whatever that means. I, I think it means there are 10 events. I don't know what 10 there, right? That's a deca. Sure. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> anyway, so um, and then so Caitlin and Chris, and then Chris's four kids from her previous marriage, and then Caitlin and Chris's two daughters. Kendall and Kylie Jenner. Right. Um, that's who the show is centered around. Now, Caitlin also had four kids from two previous marriages, but they're not really um, on the show okay. too much. Cool. Okay. So, sorry for that complex family tree. That was, tree, uh, that was a lot of uh, family treeing that you were doing just now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, <laughs> let's... Let's uh, get into how this became a show. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I've got a quote here um, from Ryan Seacrest, who was the executive, who's the executive producer. Here, I'll go creator. ahead. And, I'll go ahead and read the quote here. Okay. It says, uh, "Chris was interested in doing a television show, and this was in the time that the Osbournes was popular. I'd seen the Osbournes and thought to myself, because I had formed a production company, I thought we should find something in this vein." And at the time, we had heard that Chris was interested in doing something with the family. So it was me and one other guy at the company. We had no idea it would become the monster pop culture business that it is. And that's, again, that's Ryan Seacrest uh, in an interview with Access Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And um, and they so they sent a camera crew out to film the Kardashians mm-hmm. just having a family barbecue. And they showed the tape to E! And the show was picked up based off of that. Yeah, they just thought these people would be fun to watch. Now, that's not part of the actual pilot, though, right? No. Yeah. No, that, so that would be the official, like, like if you were to say, pilot. yeah, that's kind of like an unaired pilot, which is kind of cool because yeah. a lot of shows, you know, I mentioned that, you know, in addition to the uh, family tree of the Kardashians and all mm-hmm. that backstory and stuff, too, I want to look at it as like a TV show. And that's kind of cool, or it's just like this unaired pilot type of situation. It reminds mm-hmm. me of things like, I feel like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia has like an unaired pilot. Yeah, Full um, House, which we covered. Um, so the pilot episode was originally with a different actor, with a different actor in the role yeah. of Danny Tanner. Uh-huh. So yeah, I think that's kind of cool that, that, that it comes together like that. Yeah. Um, so we've got another a quote from uh, Ryan Seacrest that I think kind of speaks to why this show appeals to me and why I think it appeals to the the people who do like it because right. again it gets criticized a lot i'll, um, I'll, I'll read that one there okay, too it says ahead. uh at the heart of the series despite the cat fights and endless sarcasm is a family that truly loves and supports one another the familiar dynamics of this family make them one hollywood bunch that is sure to entertain mm-hmm. seacrest out that's weird that he ends his quotes by saying Seacrest. I feel out. like you ad libbed that. No, that that's you I'm have lo- it in the I'm notes at here. The notes. It's not in there. No, he definitely said it at the end of the. I can get the audio because it's it's from a. a okay, no, right. I don't think he still even All says right. Seacrest out. I remember the first. Is he look. still on there? Is that still a show? American Idol. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was canceled and then it picked up. Got picked up by ABC. Like a year later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> there was like no break in when it was on. All right. I remember though. I used to watch American Idol. I was into it, and uh, I remember the first time he said Seacrest out, and I just like I remember looking. I don't know if my mom was there because I would watch it with mm-hmm. my mom, and I remember just being like, "What did he just? What did he just say? <laughs> Why did he do that at the end of that? Anyway, but he's like the creator, executive yeah. producer, yeah, um, that kind of thing, yeah." So, but I think that quote really speaks to kind of the enduring appeal of the show is that they're like obviously these are real relationships. This is an actual family, yeah. And you can tell that these people really care about each other, and also they have a lot of fun, and it's fun to watch. And if you started watching it at the beginning, like I did, you kind of get like hooked into these people's lives. Like I care what happens to the Kardashians. I really do. 
Oh, I don't. But I think that, like, yeah, I mean, you know, when you come up with an idea for a show, it's like the idea is not necessarily it's a show about the Kardashians. You know, mm-hmm. why should I care about this? You know, I don't care about the Kardashians, but it's not. That's not the idea. The idea no. is that, you know, family, no matter how rich you are mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, or if you're a, just a regular family or you're a blended family, you know, or whatever, you know, if your family is, they all come in all shapes and sizes or whatever, it's still people helping each other out people caring yeah, about each other yeah. it's beautiful that was a really nice little speech thank you yeah. well i felt weird about saying a regular family it didn't feel like the right thing to say so yeah. i tried to like fix that <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know i watch dumb stuff too i watch professional yeah. wrestling where it's all fake yeah. and but it's not about the the that right it's deeper yeah. yeah yeah and so you had mentioned you know no matter how rich they are um you yeah. know they're still a family which is an interesting point because if you if you were to tune into like the 16th season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which just finished airing, these people are like ridiculous rich now, and the show is pretty much just them sitting around in their like mansions, like oh yeah, wearing like really insane makeup and outfits that like no one wears in real life because they're so elaborate and require like all kinds of people helping you get ready every day, and they're just like sitting there on on their Instagrams, basically. Right. But at the beginning of the show, it wasn't like that at all. It's like these people were wealthy, but... They looked like a normal rich family. Yeah, they looked like kind of like an upper middle class, like family that you could know in yeah. real life. Well, yeah, because like California is totally the, different too. The, the millionaires are a little bit, yeah. you know, more middle class probably, yeah. I guess. Yeah, so it was more of like an attainable or like an imaginable level of wealth that they were right yeah and one thing too is that you mentioned those later episodes that like the current seasons they seem to cover and i know they probably still have little plots throughout but they seem Mm -hmm. to cover stuff we've already heard you know like it's like Like in the news or yeah like like she's got pregnant or whatever she got pregnant and you know it's telling that story but this was all like fun little sitcom plots in this first season because we watched like pretty much the whole first season to Mm -hmm. kind of prep for this and um but let's let's um should we talk about the the opening should we get into the opening or no we want to talk about we've got a quote here from um uh this is kind of like what we were just talking about this quote from quartz i think on the episode structure here about some it says they wanted to show off their privileged uh this is from carolyn seedy uh seed from quartz on the episode structure of keeping up with the kardashians they want to show off their privileged lifestyle and maybe get into one or two minor family squabbles before ultimately wrapping things up with a monologue that reinforces the importance of family mm-hmm. and which is what we were kind of talking about there yeah, which is so it's you a could, reality show but it's like kind of like scripted like there's like right. a plot outline that they're sort yeah. of following and that structure there you could say the same thing about like the goldbergs yeah. or whatever uh-huh. um not the privileged lifestyle i guess of the goldbergs but you know this idea of you know a couple of family squabbles get a monologue at the end hit them in the heart boom yeah in the heart strings not <laughs> <laughs> right so there's really like a sitcom like feel to the show at the beginning even with the title keeping up with the kardashians um some people might not even realize this because keeping up with the Kardashians is now like so a part of the um, the culture. But the that title actually comes from an idiom, keeping up with the Joneses. Right, yeah. Yep, which means like um, kind of like competing with your neighbors like for socioeconomic status, like stuff like that. Did you read, I was reading one of the like, it was like an oral history of Keeping Up With The Kardashians on The Hollywood Reporter and they were talking about the origin of the name of the show. I don't oh, know no, if you saw I that. Didn't. There was, they were like, we had a few ideas. There were things like, 
the Kardashians, crazy with a K, or like <laughs> those crazy Kardashians, and like <laughs> they all sounded terrible. Um, and then one, of, I think it was one of the producers, I'm not sure, but he, they were like, "Do you got any ideas?" And he's like, "I don't know. I've been so busy keeping up with the Kardashians that I don't have anything." And they were like, "And then we knew we had it," which sounded like a fake story to me, but um, <laughs> you know, whatever. That's apparently the origin of the the name. They were too busy That's cute. keeping up with them and recording episodes mm-hmm. and everything that they. Yeah. So, um, but hey, let's let's talk about the. Um, you want to talk about the? Well, you want to talk about the theme music, but let's get into the theme music in a second. One thing yep. that I think is interesting, we were talking about how this first episode uh, it focuses on an anniversary party mm-hmm. of Caitlin and of Chris, and um, but there's a lot of these first season episodes that hit on these sitcom tropes. Yeah, yeah, because like the having an anniversary party for the the parents is is something you see in sitcoms like there's an episode of boy meets world yeah you might be familiar with i'm where, totally familiar yeah. with it where they throw like a rave but then realize it's the same night as their parents yeah, anniversary yeah. and they yeah. got it covered all up oh man that's so that's a, what's yeah. going on in this pilot episode but also later on in the, in the season we'll just like quickly touch on some uh, other sitcom like plots that happen um there's an episode where um they hire a hot nanny and that causes some tension between chris and caitlin yeah um there's a pregnancy scare at yeah. one point um, um they take in a person who's homeless which yeah. they do on an episode of growing pains yeah which yeah. growing pains by and the I way feel like they've done it on other shows oh yeah too, probably yeah, growing, definitely an episode of growing pains growing pains is streaming on amazon prime by the way so oh yeah if you don't know that's on there oh my gosh hit that up yeah um but, but those yeah. are just a few examples of things that are like common themes in sitcoms that also happen on the Kardashians. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so hey, let's, um, should we talk about the opening and let's all that kind of stuff? Let's get into it, yeah. Yeah, all right, so it starts off, there's a uh, exterior shot of, of their house, mm-hmm. although you, you were saying that it's not actually their house when yeah, they show the outside. Yeah, I, I think I remember them saying at one point that all the exterior shots of houses on Keeping Up With The Kardashians are like not really their houses because it would be like a security concern mm-hmm. if like everybody knew what their houses looked like, but then they interior shots actually are their houses okay so supposedly that's the case but it's like um, a nice house but not um not like insane it doesn't nice. look like it's yeah it just looks like a normal big house yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and uh what are we gonna say we got um oh so yeah then the first scene is um just so inside the house the first scene i feel like it establishes <laughs> it is it's everybody's like joking about Kim Kardashian having a big butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like, which I remember that was a big thing about this show. They were like, oh, she's got a big butt. Like, yeah, that's one of the things she was known for. Yeah. Having a big butt. It seems normal sized to me. It doesn't seem crazy, but <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so um, her mom, Chris, and then her sisters, uh, Courtney and Chloe, are all kind of teasing her about her big butt, telling her to stop eating because she's got a photo shoot in the morning. Um, Chris is like, I think she's got a little junk in the trunk. Um, and Kim's like, I, I hate you all. That that opening scene, we mentioned that it's like a reality show, but somewhat scripted. Mm-hmm. I mean, it felt like they're like, it's almost like, almost like a Curb Your Enthusiasm or something, which yeah. I don't think the show is anything like Curb Your Enthusiasm, <laughs> but you could just picture the producers or whatever being like we need you guys to just talk about kim's butt while she's getting food out of the refrigerator this is essentially like improv right yeah the whole show is like them improving because they know what it is they have to talk about yeah yeah and i'm sure a lot of reality shows are that way yeah but i feel like now even though it's still improv the like the show the Mm -hmm. current seasons it's less like we need you to talk about this situation yeah. it's we more like we need you to butt. <laughs> but yeah now it's probably more like we need you to talk about 
this real life thing that's happening mm-hmm. in more of a serious way. And yeah. so we need you guys to joke about Kim's butt. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's what starts off. And then we get this opening sequence where we hear theme music. Do you want to sing the theme music for us? Well, before, no, before we even get into that theme music, we've got like kind of an intro to the family. Oh yeah. Where they, um, Kim is like, welcome to my family. And then she, um, she, there's like clips of, of everybody as they all kind of like, basically tell their roles in the family and so we get kim saying that she's the the princess um chloe um saying she's a i'm a bitch but i always have uh, my sister's best interests at heart courtney says i'm the oldest and most mature chris says i'm the mom and kim's manager say what you want but i know what's best for my kids and my husband then caitlin says i'm a pushover for my family up to a point um, and then Chris goes on to explain that she and Caitlin have Kendall and Kylie together. And notably, there's uh, no little intro for Rob. Oh, poor Rob. He's brother. in there, though, He's but he there. doesn't get to say anything about himself. No, and Aww. that made me really sad for Rob. So that's kind of how they introduce all the characters yeah, and to the audience. Just, I think that's just in this pilot episode. Oh, I think and so. We, and, uh, you know what? I'm not. Yeah, we watched the other ones. I don't think it was any other yeah, ones. But yeah, that's but kind of like that. That's an interesting structure for a show where it does seem like we're supposed to know who these people are because mm-hmm. it's a reality show about their life, but we don't. So they tell us. Yeah. 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 So now we kind of know everybody's place in the family. And um, so then we get into the opening sequence, which is like, um, like you were saying, it's like this hokey, like whistling yeah, can music. You... No, I'm not going to do it. You can't do I'm it? Not, no, can't... our our fans asked us not to sing anymore. <laughs> I can't whistle, so I can't do it. Uh, yeah, I'm not a great well, whistler. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the music from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. similar to that or like Leave It to Beaver is kind of what it reminded me of. Right. But yeah, very like hokey sitcom. So they're playing music. up that sitcom aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so what's happening while that music is playing is like the whole the whole family is like posing for a photo shoot, um, and they're looking for Kim. She's and they say she's always late, and then she kind of runs in and like takes center stage in front of her family with like a model pose, and they're all posed in front of like a backdrop of like a big city, and then that city falls away, and you see that exterior shot of their house. So it's like revealing that they have just kind of a a suburban life like yeah like you could relate to right yeah um and then the next scene uh we're in the living room of the jenner household there Mm -hmm. and the family is discussing caitlin and chris's upcoming anniversary party they mention all the the friends that they're inviting because that's kind of you know it's interesting that's mentioning you know sort of the event that's going to happen at the end of the episode Uh um and also we've got uh they met, they point out Caitlin's got no friends except for um, Chris's friends. Yeah. Kind of uh, being a stereotypical dad. dad. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So we like, see Caitlin's that in there. Just kind of along for the ride. And mm-hmm. I think Rob, too, the, the brother Rob, who didn't get any sort of intro. I don't think he has many yeah. lines in this first episode he doesn't. either. Yeah. <laughs> no. So it's kind of like you get the sense that the men are kind of on the sidelines of the family. Yeah. It's all about the women. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, the next part we see in the kitchen, Chris tells Kim that she's booking her for an appearance on the Tyra Banks show. Yeah, which, which I had forgotten was a thing, the Tyra Banks show. Yeah. I don't think that's on anymore. No, I don't think so. It was one of those daytime sitcom or daytime uh, talk, talk shows, shows, kind of mm-hmm. like um, Ellen, but not as prestigious, I guess, as Ellen. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more like the Wendy Williams show, maybe. Yeah. Or yeah. Steve Harvey. Yeah, probably similar to that. And, yeah. and so Kim's excited because um, it sounds like this is going to be like her first like TV interview. Um, but Chris is like, there is one 
issue, and that's that you're going to have to talk about your sex tape. And so Kim is uh, nervous about that. She really doesn't want to have to deal with that. Um, but th- that's kind of like the terms. That's why they're inviting her on the show right, is to talk yeah. about that. So um, Kim ultimately decides, like, at least I'll have an opportunity to um, kind of take hold of the conversation and um, put this in the past. Yeah. So she agrees to go beyond Tyra, but she's nervous about it. They really talk about sex tapes in a lot of different way that they do now. Um, I yeah. feel like now, well, people, I mean, it's a little different because there's not physical tapes and things like that but now mm-hmm. it's like a celebrity was hacked and their nudes were leaked yeah, and they're and going like, to file charges against the right, person who and, hacked this, them. and the celebrity <laughs> is like nowadays rightly seen as like a victim yeah but whereas like back when this pilot was airing like i remember sex celebrity sex tapes being like scandalous like how dare this celebrity have a sex tape like right although like, they still say that when people get their phones hacked they're like they should have known better why are they taking naked they do, pictures but I anyway feel like not as much as they used to but there right. was like some hardcore slut shaming going on back when this uh pilot was filmed so it's it's really sad that kim is even being made to like go and like um answer for this sex yeah tape. Like, but then again too that's kind of like what she was known for that's all like i mean why else would she be on the tyra banks show at this point right so but um yeah but that's sort of that's you this is we talked about it's like a sitcom in a way the a story mm-hmm. is the anniversary party yeah but then there's this b story actually there's a c story too i guess i don't know how those exactly work but there's three different stories going on and we'll get yeah. to that third story too but there's the second story all about the sex tape and the tyra banks show and then yeah. there'll be a third story we'll talk about when we get to that too so i think it's interesting having the multiple plot lines going on because you would think oh it's a reality show they'll just kind of you know follow the family around but there's mm-hmm. at least three pretty solid storylines happening in this yeah, first episode yeah and i feel like yeah after this pilot the storylines um get even more solidified like the this pilot is a little bit rough and it's in, a little in rough. the editing and stuff um i think they end up doing a better job of that um and after the pilot but there's also like story arcs that go yeah, throughout the season and some of them are from this very first I mean, really, like, because we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more, but this idea of the sex tape and Kim dealing with this newfound celebrity, mm-hmm. that's kind of going on throughout the season. Definitely. As well as the third story we'll talk about. But then also this anniversary party. There's some little details in there, but some of the tension between Chris and Caitlin mm-hmm. is sort of an arc throughout this, the season as well. So, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, back to this whole this sex tape thing and how the culture around that has kind of shifted so much um, from 2007 to now the sort of me too era where we're um not so much into the slut shaming (laughs) fortunately that's one of the things that makes it so fascinating to me to like go back and watch old episodes of these reality shows is to see how much the i mean obviously like fashion has changed and like technology has changed but also how much the culture has changed from now to then it's really interesting to to look at um so anyway um next scene is in the Jenner living room uh, Courtney and Kim are sort of practicing for that Tyra appearance Mm -hmm. and uh, Courtney asks uh, Courtney is pretending to be Tyra Banks in this situation doing a little role play Uh and she asks why did you make the sex tape to Kim yeah and Kim's just like because I was horny and I felt like it which is probably not what she actually said on Tyra but um, I think good for Kim that that should be all the answer she needs to get that's all she needs to say (laughs) yeah 
Um, uh, and we, in our notes here, we, we already talked about some of the slut shaming stuff. So, um, let's jump to the next scene and, and meet some of these other characters here. So we've got Courtney, um, mm-hmm. which we talked about before. Did we talk about Scott yet? No, we haven't gotten Lord Disick. Lord Disick. Yeah. This is his first appearance in the episode. So the next scene is, um, Courtney and her boyfriend, Scott, um, on a date, uh, at a restaurant, um, Courtney is telling us she and Scott were friends for about a year before they started dating. And um, so in the scene, uh, they're just kind of fighting a little bit because she wants to check her phone while they're eating and he thinks she shouldn't be on her phone at dinner. It's another scene where it feels like fake fighting. Yeah, yeah. They like, <laughs> they're like, we need you to fight about smiles on their faces yeah. while they're fighting. And they just, Courtney, I feel like, is maybe the worst actress of all their Kardashians. She like doesn't seem to. Yeah, really, probably. She's always kind of smiling, and it doesn't always seem to match what she's saying. So, <laughs> um, but we got so we got Scott in here, and um, Scott Disick, which he, I'm assuming he's sort of, um, you know, kind of rich, but uh-huh. not like uh, ob- ob- probably maybe not. I don't know if he's as rich as them, but like he's not as yeah. rich as they will eventually I, become. I feel but they like s- his family is from like the Hamptons or something. Okay, something like that. Sure. Um, <laughs> I think that gets addressed. Later. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh, actually, I think they do go visit his like childhood it's, home though, and it's yes. not a nice house or something. I can't remember. I, for I don't sure. know, but anyway, he's he's a normal ish guy though. Uh-huh. Um, who's, you know, in this relationship with Courtney. Yeah. Um, and he's and still a member of the, the cast. Uh, yeah. You know, I feel got... like he's a breakout star. I love Scott Disick. People love Scott. People think he's hot too, which I, I don't, don't fully th- get that. No, but I don't think he's hot. I don't think he's like unattractive. He does but seem I mean, very nice. He, but he's also, he's nice. We'll he's find funny. out later. He's, he, he's, um, he's got his own demons as well. He does. Yeah. For um, sure. And those are really, um, Play, I think played up a lot in the first few seasons and then they do get to be more kind of a serious tone because he does have some serious yeah. um, problems and, and the show eventually gets into some deeper issues. But um, yes, he's also a very funny guy. He's got a great sense of humor and some of the best lines um, that come from the show are Scott Disick quotes. Um, I feel like one of one thing that makes me really upset is Scott Disick does not have his own Wikipedia page. He just has like, oh really? Yeah, a mention on Courtney's page is very upsetting to me. Mm. He de- deserves better. Well, hashtag justice for Lord Disick. It's a long hashtag. Don't tweet anything <laughs> out that hashtag. It's stupid. <laughs> so anyway, that was their little fight at the restaurant that we're not convinced was a real fight. Well, there's one point where like the waiter says like, "I've got your." your chocolate souffle and Courtney goes, oh, we'll just take the check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause she's so upset with Scott supposedly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the next part though, we, we see the store where, um, where the Kardashians work. They've had, they own their own high fashion boutique, uh, called uh, dash. Uh-huh. And, uh, which is, is like Kardashian. Yeah. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So yeah, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, um, they own that store together. They all work there. Do you think that they ever actually worked in the store? Because in the first few seasons of the show, we see them actually working in the store a lot. Um, well, I think that, that she probably did because they say it's like a high-end uh-huh. fashion and style. And she was like a stylist for people. So yeah. I think that even if they weren't like working the retail, like yeah. front desk, they were probably pulling in orders for yeah. the people they're working for but do and you stuff. Think even after the show started airing, because I feel like the first few seasons we're seeing them working in the store. I think they still might have 
worked behind the scenes at the store. They were still running. It's a business. But they're they were at the front desk. Yeah, they probably weren't doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, um, the girls and their mom are all working in the store um, and just kind of chatting. And then Scott walks in and um, Courtney, like, pulls him con- aside and, like, confronts him uh, about how she was shocked by how he was treating her uh, on their date last night. And she's really upset. Um, and I think, like, it feels like the purpose of that scene is to show that there could be tension between the two of them, mm-hmm. but also it made him seem not very likable to the other family members, like to Chloe. Yeah, and so we, they're like uh, they're overhearing the conversation yeah, between Courtney because we're going to see like, some tension between them a little bit later on. It's kind of like we've talked about on shows before saving the cat mm-hmm. where you have a character that you need to find a way to make them relate to the audience and be yeah. likable. So you might have them save a cat, for example. Uh-huh. I feel like this part right here, that fake fight and everything uh-huh. is sort of the opposite of that. It's they've like got Scott, supposed to make us like be like, uh, dislike yeah, Scott make him question, question, uh, question his like motives a little bit. We're throwing Scott under the bus. Kind a of little thing. bit. Yeah. Cause yeah. he was like too likable and they needed to yeah, have that tension. He's a very likable guy. He's a very <laughs> yeah. like gregarious. He's someone I would like to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, as Courtney and Scott are, are um, kind of arguing in the store and ultimately they like make up pretty quickly. But as that's going on, like Chloe is overhearing the conversation and so is Chris, the mom. And they're both like kind of clearly disapproving of Scott. And um, Chris actually, um, she gets a little talking head. I don't know if we mentioned this yet, that they're like talking heads yeah. where they like pull the characters aside and like they uh, tell us what they're thinking and feeling. Um, so Chris is telling us that she is skeptical of Scott and Courtney's relationship because she has uh, found out that Scott is cheating on Courtney, but she doesn't know how to tell Courtney that. So, yeah. wow, Scott must be awful. <laughs> oh, my goodness, which I don't really believe that either that she doesn't know how to we see she doesn't know how to tell her. We see in there that Chris is very outspoken yeah. <laughs> and tells pretty much what what's ever on her mind yeah uh, i mean she was talking about kim's big butt in the beginning yeah you know? yeah uh but uh but that's the plot that they set up mm-hmm. there so now we've got scott's been cheating and yep. chris knows so that's that c plot that you were that's that about c earlier. story plot i'm mm-hmm. not sure if they go i don't know if that's even the right way to use it i know a and b is like a thing but i'm yeah, not sure I if think, c is I a think thing that's too. acceptable okay we'll mm-hmm. take it um and uh so everybody's got like a story going on here pretty much. Yeah. Oh, well, there's even a, a slight other, well, this goes along with the anniversary story, but we see some stuff with Caitlin going on here. Yeah. So like while all this stuff is going on with the, uh, all the women, basically Caitlin is, uh, we just see a little scene of Caitlin at the barber shop getting her hair cut for the anniversary party. And she's just kind of chatting with the barbers, um, talking about her family and um, what it's, what it's like to have little girls. Cause again, they have, um, Kylie and um, Kendall Jenner, who at this point are like preteens. Um, and so uh, Caitlin says, they love their daddy and then they hit about 12. Then you know what happens? Your wife hits menopause. See, that's the life of a male right there. Yeah, is, I think that's, uh, well, well, it's interesting too that uh-huh. he, he pauses a little bit. He Like they love them and then they hit 12. Like mm-hmm. then they don't love you anymore. Yeah. And then also your wife, it's menopause right. and everything's terrible. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's a, it's a really interesting quote in, in light of, um, you know, watching it back now and knowing that Caitlin later transitioned, um, and became, um, 
a woman um because she was talking about what is the life of a male yeah um but we now know you know based on her interviews that she never really felt like a male she has always felt like a woman her whole life and i do remember around the time that caitlin came out which was in 2015 by the way um and she had done some interviews um and i remember at one point her saying um that she kind of felt like she was being made to play a role on keeping up with the kardashians like a tradition the role of like the traditional like dad Mm -hmm. figure who's like just kind of wants to go play golf and is kind of out of touch with what his wife and daughters are doing just kind of living on the sidelines of them um and how that it didn't really feel very good to be playing that role yeah because he really does our caitlin comes off here as being not like an uncaring father definitely but, not uncaring but definitely someone that is like just kind of there just going and, with the flow like yeah. whatever yeah yeah just like a tv dad would be yeah. You know, like yeah. a TV dad that's more just kind of like... Uh, just like, there. Yeah, just there. Yeah. Just letting the kids do whatever, getting angry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like Caitlyn saying that was one of the things that um, ultimately caused a big rift between her and and Kris Jenner and, and the Kardashian girls. There's, you know, currently some... If you haven't been keeping up, <laughs> again, <laughs> how many times am I going to say that? <laughs> but um, there's, there's some drama between... Uh, them today um and that's one of the reasons is because caitlin um was re- resentful for the role she felt she had to play on well the and show. caitlin had a book out too at one yes. point mm-hmm. that I, I i feel like there was some there was tension yeah. with the family yeah. on that mm-hmm. um, because caitlin and chris are no longer together so no you should mention yeah and um but they had been together for 16 years at this point, and that mm-hmm. was their anniversary party they were getting ready for. And the next scene, we'll see um, Chris and Courtney are at a wine shop sampling some different wines for the anniversary party. Now, this is a little confusing as far as it is continuity of this making sense because the party is in like two hours or something. Something like that. <laughs> and um, yeah, so they're, they're tasting wines that they're supposedly going to bring to the party. And then they end up like switching to hard liquor yeah <laughs> and, and then uh, they get kind of drunk yeah and so when they show up later to the party they're a little drunk already which and late the party, and they're late. The party is already underway the party for chris yeah is which you know just to be critical here there was no reason for them they don't like show up to the party and they're not like whoa hey they don't like cause a scene or anything there's no reason story-wise to get them drunk at no, this point and there's no, no reason story-wise for them to be Picking out the alcohol for the party that's yeah, did, already set up and ready to did go. Did they even bring in any wine? When no, they get it didn't home? make any no, sense. It doesn't make sense. That's yeah. weird. So that's where again, I feel like the sort of editing is a little sloppy, and I feel like that gets better. Yeah. Um, as the season goes on, um, but anyway, yeah. So um, the party has already started. You know, one thing too, I noticed in that part when they were t- tasting all the the different liquors and everything. Mm-hmm. I think at one point, Chris, she says. I've never, I don't think I've ever had whiskey before. Have you ever had whiskey? I've just tasted it oh, and yeah. I hate it. <laughs> I feel like that's I the thing it. though, that like, cause Chris, <laughs> I feel like she's, I don't know if she's close in age to our moms, but she feels uh-huh. like that, you know, that's, yeah. and like, I feel like that's a thing that mom age people say, like, you know, like, I feel Maybe. like our moms have said things like that oh. where they're like, I've never even done, it's like, what? You've never re- had whiskey? I remember when our moms came um, down to mom's weekend at OU, 
um and we like took them to the bars and we were gonna order drinks for them and they both wanted a slow gin fizz yes. <laughs> and so i had to go like walk up to the bar and order two slow gin fizzes and i just remember the bartender giving me like this look of confusion <laughs> i had never heard of a slow <laughs> me neither, gin fizz me neither <laughs> it was, it's definitely like a, a drink of a bygone yeah. era <laughs> <laughs> yep so that was interesting yeah, yeah. it's interesting to see the, the drink choices of the other generations yeah for so, sure <laughs> so that's what that made me think about um but yeah anyway yeah the next part they're at the um the jenner home uh-huh. uh, for the anniversary party we mentioned that chris and courtney show up uh drunk yep, a little bit and late um, and late kim is also late and she uh shows up wearing chloe's dress and chloe's kind of like telling her she better not ruin that dress spoiler I, alert she does ruin the she dress she does ruin the dress of course and uh i want to say here too that little story uh-huh. th- that feels like because it's completely inconsequential there's no yeah. reason for her to have ruined the dress it's like a very thin dress that doesn't even look like real um when i see it tearing but um what I think is interesting though is that that's like another sitcom plot. I feel like I've seen mm-hmm. maybe even Full House. I don't I know. I feel like there is an episode where, of Full where House they borrow where the clothes without Stephanie asking. Stephanie ruins DJ's sweater. Yeah. Yes. And so I felt like they were like, we just need more of that, more of that. Like yeah. there's no reason for it in there. Yeah. Um, and also, like, I am skeptical of um, Kim wearing Chloe's dress just because. Chloe is probably like eight inches taller than Kim. Right. I don't think they could wear the same dress. It doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't believe that that was actually <laughs> happening. But that's what they say is happening. Also, I wanted to point out when when Kim walks into the party, she walks in with um her, f- her um a girl friend. she describes as her best friend. Now, throughout uh the series of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, a lot of people come in and are um mentioned as being like kim's best friend and we've like never see or hear from them again <laughs> but um so this best friend she walks in with is a girl named Brittany gastineau uh, i don't know if that name is familiar to anybody but Brittany gastineau had her own reality show at the time called gastineau girls yeah, it was like gastineau girls yeah it was i think the name was the title was like a play on gilmore girls but um Brittany Gastineau and her mom, I guess, were also socialites. I think the dad was like um, an NFL star or something like that. Oh, should um, I know that last name? Oh, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Maybe. But um, yeah, they had a show from like 2005 to 2006 on E! So I think this was like some cross promotion mm. um, between the shows because the, na- the name Brittany Gastineau like pops up on the screen yeah. when she walks in. I think we looked up Brittany Gastineau on Instagram to see. because her show, account. Yeah, her, her show did not succeed, but is she still like out there being an Instagram celebrity and didn't Doesn't seem, seem like, like it. it? Yeah, oh, man. Kim, why aren't you helping out Brittany Gastineau? That's your best friend. <laughs> best friend. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, speaking of some of those shows that were on E at the time, I remember, you know, I didn't, I don't like keeping up with the Kardashians. It's not a show that I watch on my own or enjoy, but mm-hmm. I know it would always be on like back when we were right out of college, we mm-hmm. would, um, I would like stay at your, you lived with your parents. We both lived with our parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, cause it yeah, was like right after college. Yeah. yeah. And it was like during the recession, nobody had any mm-hmm. jobs or money. And yeah. so like, I would like stay at your house for the weekend mm-hmm. and we would throw on just the TV when we're hanging out in the room and just like. E would we'd have on E and you know mm-hmm. I'd be like oh Kardashians whatever I'll I'll watch it whatever mm-hmm. uh, but then like afterwards like uh, 
like Chelsea lately or whatever mm-hmm. her show. I think it was Chelsea lately around yeah. that time, uh-huh. like 2009, 2010. And then like the soup with, uh, with Joel McHale. Yeah. Oh man, that was, that was a, that was a good lineup. It was, I mean, I don't know if that was yeah. the exact lineup, but that's like what would air or whatever, you know, yeah. just like late at night. It was enjoyable television. Yeah. Speaking of Chelsea lately, um, one of the frequent panelists from Chelsea lately, this comedian, Heather McDonald, yeah. she's a guest at the, this anniversary party that's going on. Is it because she's on E or are they like friends? They are friends and it, I kind of remember there being like a rift between Chelsea Handler and Heather McDonald because of the Kardashians, like because uh, Chelsea was making fun of them, oh. something like that. Um, so I feel like there was like a falling out there somewhere oh, along the along the line. Drama. Um, but anyway, yeah. So she, um, just to give you kind of like a, a sense of the level of celebrity that the Kardashians are involved with at, at this particular point in time. Yeah. Yeah. So we had. Heather Heather McDonald is at this party. Also, Robin Anton. Robin Anton was there. <laughs> no. Robin Anton, the creator of the Pussycat Dolls. I don't even know what there. that means. <laughs> yeah, I don't one hundred percent know what it means to be the creator of a band. I guess it's like Lou Pearlman. Was oh like yeah, the, the one. Yeah, he created all those boy bands. And yeah. the Pussycat Dolls also had like a Vegas show and everything yeah, too. Yeah, so, so I think she's like a choreographer. Um, but yeah, she's at the party. Um. I didn't, I didn't um, notice any other celebrities in any of those shots. I don't know if you did, but those were the ones I had written down. We are using the term celebrity <laughs> pretty loosely here. Yeah, uh. but anyway, so <laughs> the gift that Kim got for um, her mom and um, stepfather is a stripper pole in oh, their bedroom. That's so a weird gift to get for your mom. It, and, it uh, is. Your, and your, it, her mom is not like. I mean, she's not super old, but she's like in her 50s or 60s at this point, right? I Chris imagine, is, but she looks good. I mean, Chris yeah, looks but, great. I mean, stripper pole seems like a, a lot of work. A lot of work. It's not, you know, <laughs> that's a, people do a workouts on those things. Yeah, but the, that's the gift she got. So that's, um, I think, similar to that, that scene where we saw Chris and Courtney getting uh, drunk and coming to the party late. It's just kind of establishing like, what this family is like that they're very loose right, and yeah. kind of playful and uh wild right so yeah kim, also yeah kim well uh robin anson creator mm-hmm, of the pussycat dolls mm-hmm. shows kim some moves on the stripper pole yeah and then kim does some moves on it uh-huh and you know wow kim kardashian doing some moves on the stripper pole that's exciting yeah, although well she rips yeah the i dress. was yeah i was about to say <laughs> bummer she Uh-oh. rips chloe's dress i wonder what's gonna happen uh, spoiler alert! Nothing happens. Nothing really happens. <laughs> I don't even. No does Chloe even see that? I don't. I don't think so. There, we see like a talking head up. of like Chloe saying like, "If she rips my dress, I'm like literally gonna like murder her in the street or something like that." Yeah, something like that. But, but they also show, and this comes up a few times, like um, uh, Kylie, 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 Kylie dances on the on the pole. Yeah, Kylie again is the youngest. Sister. And they come back to that like that in some later episodes too. Yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff actually, going on here. She does a good job. Like she knows what she I seems to know what she's going doing. To comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> but um it's very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And um Caitlin comes in and um is not happy to see Kylie on the pole and like carries her away. Right. Yeah. Um and so also at this party, um Kendall and Kylie are like mixing cocktails. Oh yeah, at, yeah. At, one point. at one point in the opening credits or one of that opening scene when they introduce themselves, we see them like 
pretending to drink behind the wheel of a car or something like that. I, mm-hmm. I, I think there's something like that going on. They so are I, pretending. Yeah, they're pretending, yeah. yeah. A, a side note, too, the Pussycat Dolls come in like in a later episode, too. I remember seeing them at least once or twice. Yeah, because Kim does a show with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, what else we got here? We've got, oh, they talk about um, Caitlin and 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 Chris, how they met each other. We see a nice speech by Caitlin. Yeah, Caitlin gives a nice little toast um, to her to her wife. And um, they, they do show a picture from their wedding um, of the two of them and also all of their the kids that they had at the time, their respective kids. And that's the first time that we see um, that Caitlin has these four other kids. Right. Um, they're, we, don't, we don't hear any mention of them, but we see them in a picture. Um, so it's kind of weird that they're not at this anniversary party. It I is think, a little bit. I think um, at this point in time, Caitlin didn't have the greatest relationship um, with her kids from previous okay. marriages. Um, I think over over time, she has grown closer to them, from what I can tell. But um, I wanted to point out one of one of her kids is Brody Jenner, um, who was a star of the hills okay um is the hills um are they bringing the hills back i feel like i saw they're bringing that back back. they are but that was another reality show that one was on mtv it was the laguna beach spinoff yeah and brody jenner was dating lauren conrad i think it's interesting that i remember everybody being like why is this kardashian show even a thing these people are just famous for being famous but laguna beach and the hills had been on those people weren't even famous right at all, at when all. It and those shows <laughs> the were those were on when we were like in college like those have been around yeah yeah uh-huh. that's weird yeah weird opinion it was a weird time in pop culture <laughs> it was hey one thing i wanted to point out too when uh caitlin is giving that nice speech about mm-hmm. you know being together for 16 years and everything um you notice that she's a really good speaker well i noticed mm-hmm. that she's oh, a really yeah. good speaker which makes that's sense because that's um, what her job was at the time, basically, she was like a motivational speaker, and yeah, Chris after managed. Having been an Olympian. Yeah, 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 and Chris was managing Kim and also managing uh, Caitlyn there. Yeah. So I did notice yeah. that in there. I was like, wow, that's you know, you could see how she yeah. would be a good motivational she speaker is there. Good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, um, as far as other things that are going on at this anniversary party, um, Chris sits down with Scott. Um, oh yeah, that of, third plot we got going yeah, on. Yeah, and she's um, kind of she's like talking to him about how it seems like maybe he's a little too young for Courtney. He's, and Scott's a little um, he's a little looser than everybody he in is. these like scripted sort of mm-hmm. fake conversations. Because when she says you're a little too young mm-hmm. for Courtney, he's like, "What are you trying to pass me off to Kendall or Kylie or yeah, something like yeah, that?" Yeah, so Scott is a funny guy. He's he's like really good and quick. Witted, right yeah he's got a lot of like good one-liners like that but um yeah so i guess he's just like he's four years younger than courtney and he's 24 in this pilot chris, episode chris does say that she thought he was 22 yeah she so did. but he's 24 and courtney is 28 yeah not so really a big a age huge difference, difference. Yeah. and also she she's um like asking courtney like at 24 do you think he's really ready for a monogamous relationship she's kind of like dancing around the issue of him having cheated but that seems like a stupid point like at 24 is he ready for a monogamous relationship because i was i was 24 when we got married and it didn't seem like that young to me no and most relationships you know are monogamous whether you're 24 or you're like you know in high school or whatever (laughs) like that's yeah so yeah, everyone's kind of like 
what is Chris doing? Everyone's just kind of annoyed with her for like seeming to butt into well, and Chloe's like, and Scott's relationship I for know no Chris reason. Is, Chloe's like, I know Chris is up to something and I'm going to get to the bottom of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So then after the, uh, the party, um, I think Kim and Chloe and uh, Caitlin are all kind of like telling Chris that she should have like, she shouldn't have been butting in with Courtney's relationship. But then Court. Chris says that she knows that Scott has been cheating on Courtney because he went out with one of her friend's daughters when he was supposedly going out uh, with Courtney. And so at that point, everybody kind of turns on Chris and is like, why didn't you tell Courtney then? Yeah. Yeah. So Chris can't win. But, (laughs) But so, yeah, now Chris has to bring this up to Courtney and she ends up uh, telling her that her friend's daughter had gone out with Scott and turns out it was all a big misunderstanding because uh, Courtney and Scott, I guess, were not exclusive at the time that this happened and Courtney and knew all Courtney about it. Courtney already knew. That's another classic sitcom situation. Yeah. Somebody thinks that they see someone cheating with someone else, yeah. but then it turns out that wasn't just them a big misunderstanding. or it was just a big misunderstanding. Yeah. 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 So now uh, Chris feels better about Scott, she tells us. Yeah. So it's going to be a real roller coaster ride between um, the Kardashian family and Scott Disick. Um, as far as I know right now, I haven't seen the 16th season. I have seen the first 15 seasons, but I be- and I do follow them all on Instagram. As far as I can tell, um, Everybody's happy with Scott right now. Okay, that's and good. I know I am. But Scott, I like Scott, Scott and Courtney are not together anymore. They're not though, right. But but they've they, got two kids together. Oh, no, they One have kid? three kids together, and I think are from time to time talk about having a fourth kid, even though they're not together. Oh, it, oh. it comes up. They're not with other people. They are with other people. But they want to have kids together. <laughs> that's so weird. It, it comes up. It comes up. That's an interesting setup. It is. But they are doing, I think, a nice job of co-parenting. I'll say they they like go on family vacations together, even oh, though they're that's not nice. together. Well, they're bajillionaires, so they are. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but that's uh, a glimpse into the future for Courtney and Scott. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the other plot that we got to wrap up here is we've got um, Kim preparing for her Tyra interview. Yeah. So um, later after the anniversary party, we see um, Kim in New York City. She's there with her best friend, Brittany Gastineau, um, and she's preparing for her Tyra interview, trying to pick out the right outfit to wear. I'm still nervous about having to talk about the sex tape. Um, And then we see after the Tyra interview, like in the Tyra green room where Kim is like relieved. It it all went well, but they couldn't get one clip of this interview. Not one clip. (laughs) We are, it's like we've been building up to this interview and then we never see it happen. Yeah, and I'm assuming <laughs> the weird. it had already aired by the time this aired too. Yeah. It's not like they were keeping it under wraps yeah, for when it aired. I actually like watched this back and was like, did I miss the Tyra interview? Yeah. Because it seemed like we were going to get to that and then it never happened. So yes, They should have gone on a channel where they can just get the rights you know or whatever because e is owned Uh by like this is owned by like nbc universal or whatever they could have gone on someone where they can show the clip or whatever so yeah yeah uh yeah but um at the very end of the episode we um kim has returned um back back home to her family and they're kind of asking her you know what happened on tyra and 
Kim says, you know, she feels really good about it. Tyra was very nice and welcoming and made her feel very comfortable. And um, she she says about the sex tape, I'm, I'm not going to drag it on and let people be reminded of a negative thing in my life when I don't have to. Hopefully I'll replace it with a lot of positive things. And her family's all like, yeah, yeah, that would be good. Um, and that's kind of the note we end the episode on. And I, I think Kim has accomplished that mission because I don't think anybody, when you hear the name Kim Kardashian now, I don't think anybody's first thought is sex tape. Right Whereas now. I think it probably was back in 2007 because that, that tape had come out in February 2007 and the show premiered in October. So that really was what she was most associated with at that point in time yeah yeah and um obviously the whole kardashian family has gone on to like insane levels of fame and fortune well kylie was the youngest ever self-made billionaire yeah i'm not sure how they're (laughs) (laughs) defining self-made but okay sure um but yeah so kim has also obviously achieved a lot of great things for you know like for herself but also um you know she talked here about like wanting to replace the sex tape with a lot of positive things um so if you want to look at positive things as being like positive things for the world Mm -hmm. um one thing she's doing now that i think is nice is um she's been working to help people who are like wrongly incarcerated to get out of prison um she was in the news a lot recently for um, helping a woman um, who had been in jail for a long time um, get get out. Um, she actually worked with Donald Trump to do that. Um, and this is something she feels very passionately about. And she's actually uh, studying right now to take the bar in California and become a lawyer to help more people. Well, there um, you go. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of... Um of Kanye West and his his whole uh, not association with Trump honestly, and his kind of yeah. viewpoints there. I agree with you. I feel like Kanye West is the worst thing to have happened to the Kardashian family. Um, but I I do think it's nice that Kim is trying to use her celebrity to help people in this way. So yeah. good for her. Yeah. Um. So you know we we got to the end of the episode there. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, as far as this goes, would we recommend this show to people based on the pilot or based I on the would, first I would, 100% would. I feel like it's it's so fascinating to watch. Uh-huh. It's, I mean, you really see how much uh, times have changed. Sure. Um, you get to watch this. I mean, one thing I think you have to give the Kardashians credit for is how open they've been with their, their lives. Obviously, they're getting a lot out of being that open because yeah. they've gotten so rich and and famous from it but it's got to be hard to let people into like every single aspect of your lives like i courtney has definitely given birth on on camera oh uh, i think i think kim <laughs> I might have as well <laughs> but like i mean they really are opening up everything i mean caitlin went through her transition yeah very much in the public eye um which i i feel like brought a lot of awareness and acceptance to the transgender community that might not have happened yeah otherwise um so and i and uh, we talked a little about um courtney and scott's relationship and how you know they're not together but they are like 
co-parenting together uh-huh. so it, you do see like real issues we also talked about scott's demons um there it's a- alcoholism um, right yeah um that they talk a lot about too so uh, i think that there is a benefit in seeing like real people live their real lives and um just kind of helping people out out there in the world to feel less alone in the things that okay. they're going through yeah um, um so my, i i give them credit for that okay um i i don't know if i would necessarily recommend watching it but <laughs> i think no i do think that um it's on hulu and uh-huh. i think that the first season the first season's only like i think it was like eight episodes or something uh-huh. i think that it's it's it, I, it's not something you have to sit and watch closely anyways but i think it's something that is worth worth a watch because i think it, it's fascinating it's um, fascinating we're talking how about the times change and how much this family changes yeah. as they get more rich and famous yeah we were talking about earlier um before we were recording how it'd be funny to if they re-recorded the pilot episode oh yeah but with like just like read it like a script or whatever uh-huh. but with the current people doing it like how yeah. they are now yeah um like their age you know like mm-hmm. re, re just redoing it i think that'd be mm-hmm. kind of funny but yeah no i think that this first season it's interesting and you know i mean it is kind of fun having reality shows that you can throw on i mean there's some that i don't even watch but like if you have them on i'll like listen you know i'll mm-hmm. watch it there's one it must have been an e-show no it's a bravo show what's the one with the interior decorator guy flipping out flipping out yeah, like there was a, a while show. yeah there's a while where you were watching that and like mm-hmm. i just kind of catch a glimpse here and there and like you know you don't have to know all the details to kind of mm-hmm. feel like there's it's 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 a fun kind of genre of show to have on yeah. the background and without do, having high stakes you do get invested in the people they're real people and you come to care about them well even if you don't care about them though. <laughs> um, so. one thing so um if you do end up watching the show i'll say the second episode um is an episode where kim is critical of uh chris as her manager and is kind of wondering if maybe she wants to change managers that's the plot of the second episode and i just wanted to say that is just an insane plot because Chris is clearly the best manager of all time. She was able to leverage, because as we said, she was like the person who worked with Ryan Seacrest to um, develop this show. She was Kim's manager and Caitlin's manager at the time the show started. And Chris was able to leverage her daughter's sex tape into just unimaginable levels of fame and fortune for her entire family yeah that is quite a feat like i'm not i'm not saying that like the kardashians like were were using that sex tape as like a publicity stunt or anything i don't think i don't think that that's what happened i don't want to accuse them of that but i do think she definitely like took the lemons and turned them into lemonade there and um was able to really work wonders for like getting control of that narrative and um, using it to her family's advantage and building an empire on it. So uh, Chris Jenner for president, president of the universe, I'd vote for her. I, I, she's an incredible businesswoman. You know, the, there's an episode <laughs> of the uh, TV show Happy Endings, which is also on Hulu, <laughs> um, which aired on ABC, where all the characters, not all the characters, like it comes up several times in the episode where the characters are reading 
Chris Jenner's book. Yeah. Um, and that's a great episode. Yeah. That's uh, what is that? The one where is that the one where I don't remember? But that's probably the funniest episode. I'll have to look that up. We'll we'll, we'll talk about yeah. that. Happy endings we covered on our very first episode our, of the our podcast. Pilot. Our pilot. That um, is um. It's no longer out there. I don't no, think. it's unless not. you download like a it. lot of pilots. It's, yeah, it's hard. To it's find. our aired pilot that we deleted uh, later on. Yeah, um, but uh, some some of you might have heard it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, do we have anything else we want to say about these Kardashians and, and their show? I don't think so. I think that's it. I 100% recommend it. Gia I love it. 100 recommends it. I thought it was fine, <laughs> uh, but you know, we want to do something different this week, kind of mix it up a little bit. It's a summertime, yeah. you know, we're just, it's a, it's a holiday it's weekend. A we, we had show. 4th of July the other day, you know, yeah. it's a good time. Um, and it's something fun that you could throw on, but, um, you know, next week we're going to be covering a show that is also one is one of your favorites. Yes, it is. Um, but it's a more recent show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's it's the show I'm Sorry, which is on Netflix. Season one is on Netflix. It also is on True TV. So if you got cable and mm-hmm. you can like pull up the second season, either on demand maybe or on on their app probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's two seasons of that out. But we'll be talking about I'm Sorry. But so you should check that out on Netflix. That's a fantastic show it's a fantastic show that i feel like nobody's heard of anyone that i brought it up to is like i don't know what that is and then we show it to them and they're like this is my new favorite show yeah yeah which is how i felt when i watched it yeah so not how i felt about kardashians but (laughs) definitely how you're gonna feel after next week's episode where we cover i'm sorry which you can find on netflix um so hey this this has been fun a little different a little mixing it up though and um so um, I think that's everything, right? So, I think so. Hey, guys, you should follow us on Facebook at Yumiya TV. You know what? Really, if you like us, follow us on Facebook. I feel like we have 12 Facebook followers, and it's all my friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Twitter at Yumiya TV Pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram, Yumiya TV Podcast. We post some good content on there. Yeah, tell that's you, where we really shine. That's, on you know, Instagram. well, I put some hashtags on there. <laughs> and people come across it. That Last week, we covered Stranger Things. I got the little Sugar A mashup on there. Oh, yeah, that um, was- it's a fun video. Uh-huh. Uh, if you want it, you can email us at yumiantvpodcast at gmail.com. You mm-hmm. just want to say hi, give us some recommendations for some shows we can do. It'd be weird if someone just said hi. It'd be kind of weird, but like, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn away like, from it. Literally just, just hi. hi. Yeah. If, if we get an email that just says hi. What about, oh, hi. Oh, like how they say in the room. Yeah. Oh, hi. Um, <laughs> I'd know. be so happy. I would too. You know what would also make me happy if you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or mm-hmm. wherever you listen to podcasts. I don't know where you listen to podcasts. Maybe you do it on Spotify. Maybe you just stream mm-hmm. them on YouTube. We're mm-hmm. on there. Uh, maybe you uh, have a good friend uh, tape them on a on a cassette tape and listen them in your car. Yeah. If you happen to know your <laughs> Apple ID, please give us a good review. Yeah, um, give us a five star review. I don't know mine, and if I did, I would give us a five star review. I know mine. <laughs> And I think I gave us a review. I can't remember. <laughs> I didn't type in anything, though. Oh, I didn't okay. like type like, wow, this is the coolest show I've ever listened to. That host sure is handsome. They're like, what? Uh, but yeah, no, review it. It helps with, um, you know, searching and algorithms yeah, probably. Yeah, because if you found us and you like us, this probably other people might. Yeah, share it um, with your share friends. It. Just share like it. we're sharing Keeping Up With The Kardashians with you. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway I, I you know what i think that's i think that's just about everything oh, you know what hey real quick though uh, a shout out we're recording this um uh on my brother's birthday so shout out to matt oh happy, happy birthday, birthday matt. matt i don't yeah. know when you'll hear this but 
happy birthday. I also called you. So, you know, yeah. we said happy birthday. <laughs> but here it is on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. I know he listens. And and, uh, and I know you guys all listen because you're here and we're, you know, an hour and seven minutes talking about <laughs> the Kardashians. <laughs> so, so thanks. So, so thank you. So anyway, uh, I think that's everything. Yeah. Uh, bye. Bye.